Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at T-Mobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. NFL Now is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. So the Cowboys won again. The Giants are no longer undefeated, and Dak Prescott got his stitches out. Might he be back sooner? rather than later. Those stories and everything we learned from Monday Night Football coming up shortly. This is NFL Now. My name is Andrew Siciliano. We begin with the news out of Florida, where we are tracking, as everyone is in Florida, Hurricane Ian. We could tell you from a football perspective, the game is still on Sunday night in Tampa. It's the Bucks. it's the Chiefs, it's Sunday night on NBC. But the Buccaneers, to be safe, are packing up and they are moving south. More details on that now. We welcome in our Tom Pelissero and Mike Garofolo is going to be here shortly as well. Our insider report. Oh, look, you are there. Hi, Mike. Uh, Tom, what do we know about the Bucks and uh, their relocation to Miami? Well, Andrew, the Buccaneers are set to depart this afternoon for Miami, where they will train at the Dolphins facility over the next several days, given that the Dolphins will be on the road for a Thursday night game at Cincinnati. This all comes, as you saw on the radar there, as Hurricane Ian bears down on the west coast of Florida. Bucks also invited the family members of players, coaches, staff members to come along as well, just to make sure that everyone is safe. You also mentioned the status of the game. I just checked again moments ago. According to the NFL, there is no change to Sunday night's Buccaneers versus Chiefs game. Now, the league has a lot of experience navigating these situations. They always have contingencies in terms of potential alternate venues, potential alternate times, but they don't make those decisions until you get closer. Hurricane Ian set to really make its way toward Tampa in the next 36 hours or so here, so we'll see exactly how that storm moves. It was upgraded to a Category 3 earlier today before determining how long the Buccaneers will 
will be in Miami for starters, but then also whether that game indeed will be played as scheduled in Tampa on Sunday night. And read into this as you may, but the Buccaneers within the last hour announced that what had been scheduled to be a ceremony for Bruce Arians at halftime of that game Sunday, putting him in the team's ring of honor, that has been postponed until a later date. But as we say for now, the game is on, but they are monitoring that situation as the Bucs move to Miami. The Dolphins are getting ready for their game Thursday in Cincinnati, Mike, where the Bengals will be without a very key piece of their defensive line. DJ Reader, the big guy up front in the middle of their defensive line, uh, he is going to miss some extended time with a knee injury suffered the other day. My understanding is it should be more than a month. I was told around six weeks, but in the end, actually good news because there was a fear at one point that this might be a season-ending thing. So DJ Reader, uh, he will be down for a while. If you're into pro football focus grades, he had a 91 uh, this season. So the former Texan who was signed as a free agent by the Bengals a couple of years ago, he had an injury a couple of years ago. He missed extended time. So this is another tough break for him uh, and for this Bengals defense, a defense that has been playing extremely well, by the way, defensive coordinator. Uh, Lou Anarumo's unit and uh, Zach Taylor, the head coach, said, I'm glad I don't have to go up against our own defense. That defense, 20 straight drives without allowing a touchdown. So they're playing really well. So they'll figure out a way to get by without DJ Reader. Elsewhere uh, on the uh, veteran defensive player front, Xavier Rhodes, the former first round pick of the Vikings, a uh, former uh, first team all pro who spent the last two seasons with the Colts. He is visiting the Buffalo Bills. The Bills are down cornerbacks. Christian Benford's got a broken hand. Tredavious White has yet to play. Dane Jackson, we know, suffered that scary injury, still waiting on uh, his return. So Xavier Rhodes up in uh, Buffalo today meeting with the Bills, potential signing there in addition to a certainly Super Bowl-ready roster that if they need some help at the cornerback position, Rhodes could provide it. All right, let's get to the Steelers here, Tom. Uh, when last we heard from Mike Tomlin, this was Thursday after their loss to the Browns, week three, he said that he was not going to change quarterbacks. Um, after sleeping on it over the weekend, he is still not going to change quarterbacks. What else, however, did he say about his offense and Mitch Trubisky today? Well, Andrew, Mike Tomlin was not asked directly during a 22-minute press conference about his plans at quarterback moving forward. He was asked where he has seen Mitch Trubisky improve through the course of the season. Tomlin said all areas, though obviously, as Tomlin pointed out repeatedly, no one is playing well enough, and we are, quote, hacked off about not winning these past couple games. It's a business of winning, Tomlin said, and so we've got to get back to business. As I was talking about on Thursday morning from the stadium in Cleveland, this is really a week-to-week -week evaluation right now with Mitch Trubisky. And he was not the issue in that game in Cleveland. There were a bunch of opportunities. They did push the ball down the field. They, of course, hit one down there to George Pickens, but had a bunch of others that didn't end up connecting. The hope on the Steelers' front, Mike, is that they're going to gather some momentum here, develop that rhythm and chemistry. He's only played, Mitch Trubisky has three games with these wide receivers so far. No question there has been some frustration. Part of that frustration going into the Cleveland game was not throwing the ball downfield. Well, now he's done that. They've got to turn that into actual productivity. And of course, Kenny Pickett is looming there in the background, the first round draft pick whose time is coming sooner than later. We certainly saw productivity from Cooper Rush last night. Won another one for the Cowboys. And then Mike McCarthy uh, was joking. He was asked about a quarterback controversy. And he laughed and said, see you guys. I'm getting to the plane. Uh, Here's what Jerry Jones said on the radio this morning. 
I think his progress is nothing short of amazing. Uh, now, progress has everything, uh, including the definition for Dak, of the ability to be able, with uh, firm strength, grip the football so that you can throw the football. He's not doing that. Uh, but as far as uh, his ability to potentially function in a couple of weeks or a week or ten days or two weeks, three weeks, four weeks, uh, I don't think you could ask for a better result. The type of injury it is, uh, he'll be able to play uh, within a week or two. He'll be able to, and uh, from the standpoint of risk to the injury. It's a question of whether or not he'll be able to uh, grip and throw the ball, and we don't know that. All right, so a lot of unknowns here. He's got to try to grip and throw a football, Tom, but if not the Commanders this week, and no one's saying he's got to play this week against the Commanders, maybe week five and the Rams? Well, Andrew, what I'm told is that Dak Prescott has always looked at that Week 5 game against the Rams as the one that he was hoping to get back for. Now, that would be less than four weeks after he underwent that surgery on the thumb on his throwing hand, which is obviously a significant procedure. Just got the stitches out yesterday. Our Jane Slater talked to Dak. He showed her the thumb. It looks pretty good. There's not a ton of swelling. From what I am told, there's still at least a little swelling. It may not be visible, but there's still some swelling there that he's got to be able to get past. And then it really comes down to making sure that bone has healed enough and that he can properly grip and throw the football. I've said, and Ian has reported, that week six against the Eagles is probably the most likely timeline for Dak to get back. Still well ahead of the bye, well ahead of the six to eight week timeline that some people were speculating about prior to the surgery here. Fairly remarkable. And at this point, if you're the Cowboys, you're looking at the fact you've won two games with Cooper Rush. Not that there is, of course, a quarterback controversy there, but if you were kind of on the brink of playoff elimination, maybe it'd be a little bit more like how the Seahawks felt last year when Russell Wilson forced himself to go out there. At least Cooper Rush has kept the train on the track here. And Dak does not have to rush back, though certainly not being on injured reserve means he can practice, start ramping up, and we'll see where he is come that Week 5 game, Mike. Cooper Rush has done a fantastic job, and I, I just get the sense, like when Dak Prescott is ready, Dak Prescott is coming back. It's not like, well, you could sit another week because Cooper Rush is – it's just that decision is going to be made in and of itself. So uh, let's see when that comes. But love for Cooper Rush, man. Uh, I, I always uh, – you know, you talk about arm strength coming into the draft, and the windows are so tight, and it opens and it closes quickly. And, uh, I mean, my, my man's putting some loft on the ball. He's an anticipatory thrower. He's kind of always been that way. Uh, so to be able to kind of see what's going to happen in the future as you're throwing the football, because that's basically what you're doing, it's it's an incredible skill set, and it takes uh, knowledge of the system, which he certainly has from being around there for quite some time and playing alongside Kellen Moore and now Moore as a coach and, and knowing his targets. I thought he did a fantastic job last night. I was just smiling because he said, my man, Cooper Rush. How about that? Yeah, Cooper Rush, former giant. You're my man too, Andrew. Uh, no, I get it. I, I'm just saying, like, Feel the love Cut here. twice. For Cooper Rush. Out of football for a month. <laughs> NFL now continues. How does Josh Allen, how do the Buffalo Bills bounce back this week? It doesn't get any easier as they head to Baltimore to face the Ravens. The Bills in the spotlight no longer unbeaten as we continue on NFL Now. Heavy 
This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at T-Mobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my That's my dance, <laughs> Jackson empties the backfield. He drifts to his right. Shovel pass. Mark Andrews in for the touchdown. Jackson bobs to the end zone. He's looking for Andrews. Reaches up. He makes the catch. Touchdown. Jackson wants to throw off the play fake. Fires in the end zone. Touchdown. Oliver. But Jackson fires back in the end zone. Duvernay makes the catch. Touchdown. Lamar Jackson's fourth touchdown of the afternoon. Touchdown. Lamar Jackson with a knockout shot. Thought it was interesting how John Harbaugh yesterday said Lamar is doing it his way. Well, his way this year is beating the Blitz. These are next-gen stats powered by AWS. Lamar Jackson against the Blitz already has more touchdowns this year than last. Six with no picks. Look at last year. I mean, how do you beat the guy? Getting ready for the Bills this week. This game is in Baltimore. Mike Giardi, Brian Baldinger with me. Mike, start with you. What are his teammates saying about the way Lamar is playing through three weeks? Absolute reverence for the player. And having covered the Patriots with Tom Brady for almost two decades, I can tell you, picking up from the Ravens, it's sort of the same thing. And, of course, the difference being is that Lamar does things athletically that Brady could never do. But you talked to Calais Campbell after the game, and he said, I'm – 
I'm surprised every time he does something. And yet here I am seeing it each and every day, each and every week. But yet then he does something and I'm go, how did he do that? And I'm glad that he's on my team and I don't have to defend him. Marlon Humphrey sort of echoing the same thing, saying as long as I'm in a uniform, I want to make sure that Lamar is in my uniform. And there was a point there in talking to J.K. Dobbins after the game where he felt like Lamar just said, you know what, guys, it's it's on me now. I'm, I'm going to take this thing over. And he did. He took some more opportunities to run, and the Patriots had no answers. And to your point about the blitz, I believe, depending on which site you want to go with, three of the touchdown passes he threw in the game came against the Patriots and the blitz. So go ahead, try him. He's so much more comfortable in the pocket, Baldy, that I think it's becoming very difficult for teams to figure out the right way to scheme him up. It's interesting, Mike, that you bring up Tom Brady and Lamar Jackson. They're the only two players in the history, 103-year history of this NFL, that have been the unanimous choice for league MVP. Unanimous. Lamar was three years ago, and he's playing better now than he did three years ago because of what you're talking about. From the pocket right now, good luck. Because it's pinpoint passing. He knows where his safety valves are. Um, He's thrown seven touchdowns in the last two weeks. In that first half against that shootout against the Dolphins, he had a perfect quarterback rating. He came out in the third quarter, had this longest run from scrimmage in the NFL, 79 yards. He backs it up last week. He's averaging 11 yards a run in the last two weeks, 20 runs over 220 yards, and he's thrown seven touchdown passes. Pick your poison. Uh, I don't know that there's a right way. Maybe there's a way that you could put sneak 12 guys on the field, maybe have an extra guy that you know maybe the seven officials don't see. Maybe that's a, a defense that we haven't seen yet that might work, but otherwise – just the pedestrian 11-man defense, there isn't an answer for him. The other thing, too, is it's not just to Mark Andrews. Mark Andrews is, is producing, certainly, and he had the two touchdowns last week. But the deep ball we show there to DuVernay, he's hit Bateman as well, hit, hit DuVernay more than once. Um, this idea that Lamar can't throw outside the numbers to wide receivers, uh, that's no longer the case. No. On the flip he's side improved. of it, yeah. On the flip side of it, Mike, uh, the Bills had, had, a, had a heartbreaker. You know, th- that image of Josh Allen with his head on Tua's shoulder after the game, just exhausted, is that one lasting image for me um, that doesn't involve Ken Dorsey. What are they saying about bouncing back this week? Well, they want to clean up some things at the end of the half and at the end of the game. And when you consider how last season ended, I, I hate to bring it up, but you have to bring it up, the 13 seconds – This is something that they know they need to be better at and they can't afford to have happen. And how this happened in Miami, not once but twice, is frustrating. Now look, at the end of the first half, Josh fumbles the snap. And obviously that changes. You can't spike it. You don't get the the field goal attempt off. You're going to trust the ball in Josh's hands. It was a mistake. But the end of the game situation, getting it to McKenzie, and if you talk to some people within the Bills building, they don't really love the way that was officiated in the sense that there was no urgency from the officials. Now, imagine the players being exhausted because of the heat. Maybe the officials were as well. But there are about eight seconds left when the official gets the ball, and yet they don't get another snap there. And I think that bothered them a little bit. But again, no blame. They're just going to go back and do what they do and do it better. And as for the Dorsey thing, McDermott said yesterday he appreciates his offensive coordinator's passion and his desire to put his players in good positions to win. At the same time, said that as leaders that they have to act a little bit better as leaders. Kalmate, Brian Baldinger, and Mike Giardi. Thank you both. Coming up next, Trevor Lawrence said the Jaguars are playing well. How well? 
Wait until you see where they are in this week's new power rankings. You might be surprised. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at T-Mobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? My first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my That's my dance, <laughs> As Mike Giardi and as Tom Pelissero have told you, Mac Jones doesn't necessarily want surgery, and he is seeking a second opinion here on what is a high ankle sprain. Those are four-week injuries, maybe if you have surgery, six to eight if you don't have surgery. We have the Patriots going to Lambeau to face the Packers this week. Giardi now with us. It's Brian Hoyer. If Mac Jones can't go at quarterback, it has been a while since Brian Hoyer has led a team to a victory, it was, checks notes, I believe, 2016 when he was with the Bears. Yeah, and look, the Patriots, like Brian Hoyer, they keep bringing him back. He knows the offense. He's been a terrific mentor for Mac Jones and helped him to adjust with a lot of things. In fact, Hoyer's taken a bigger role on the sideline as well as an extra set of eyes for Mac as they go through this change from Josh McDaniels as the coordinator to Matt Patricia as the play caller and Joe Judge as the quarterback's coach and you know, talking to the coaches today, they're like, hey, the intelligence here is off the charts and he always brings something to the table that maybe we as coaches don't see. So they feel good about that. But the last time we saw Brian Hoyer start a game for the Patriots was in year one of COVID 2020. He had to play for Cam Newton who had COVID 
And Brian Hoyer struggled mightily in that game. In fact, was replaced by Jared Stidham. Forgot how many downs they had down in the red zone. Cost them points. That was disappointing for someone with that kind of experience. But again, the Patriots as a whole do feel good about having him because he knows the offense. And I'll give you one more thing. He has dealt with a lot of adversity over the course of his career, different systems. Uh, and there was some thought this summer that maybe he was the better looking quarterback between he and Mac Jones just because he's been through change before. And Mac, this is something different for him, and it's taken him a little time to adjust. Interesting. Brian Hoyer turns 37 in two weeks. And honestly, when Adrian in research mentioned he last won with the Bears in 2016, I had forgotten that he had ever played six games for the Bears. All right, the flip side of things, we know that Aaron Rodgers is going to start for the Green Bay Packers. How's he getting along with these new wide receivers after what we saw last week? It is a process for sure. And right, you know, with these veteran quarterbacks, guys like Brady and Rodgers, they have an expectation that these receivers will be where they're supposed to be. And obviously that comes with repetition over and over and over again. And it's difficult at times to break in these young wide receivers. And you've seen during the course of the preseason and even during the games, these rookie receivers have made some mistakes. But Romeo Dubs in particular, big time performance from him against Tampa Bay. Eight catches on eight targets and his Aaron Rodgers said afterwards, like, looking at it just from field level, he said, I thought he was where he was supposed to be. He run, ran the right routes, and he catches the ball with his hands. He said, that's one of the great things about Romeo. He said, I joke with him if he lets the ball get in into his pads. He shouldn't do that because his hands are so good, and he generally catches the ball away from his pads. So it seems as if there was some confidence building in that player. And quite frankly, based on how the preseason went with some of the big plays that Romeo gave him, it makes a lot of sense. Again, just matter of consistency for Aaron Rodgers and coaching these guys up. They'll see some different looks from the Patriots, but Rodgers is feeling better about where they're at and believes there's obviously, Andrew, a lot of room for improvement. Absolutely, and we'll see how much they improve at 425 on CBS from Lambeau coming up on Sunday. Thank you, Mike Giardi, with a Packer and Patriot report. For what it is worth, the Packers are up one in the brand-new NFL Power Rankings. Dan Hansis puts these together. I believe he did so from a pub last night in London. I love that. That's good. Hansus is not here to defend. Uh, maybe that's too, too, too pointed. Absorb. Explain, uh. right, walk us through his power rankings because the Around the NFL podcast is in London. So Jeff Chidea and Steve Weich and I will now try to figure out what it was Dan meant by these. We should point out, Jeff, that Dan has the Eagles at number one. There are only two remaining undefeated teams. Do you believe the Eagles are the best team in football? I will go there right now. Yeah, Buffalo right now, they're so banged up and having lost last week. I will stick with Philadelphia, I like what Jalen Hurts has done. They're playing phenomenal defense. They've got great weapons. My only concern here is that the team that's number two is not undefeated. So that, that's why that's why I kind of get off the train with Dan in this one. That would be the Buffalo Bills at number two. Go ahead. Yeah, but the one thing you see about Dan's you know list, he doesn't necessarily go by record. He kind of goes by feel, talent, and you know who he believes and doesn't believe in. Because as we'll get to in just a little bit, he thinks there's a trap door waiting for some of these teams who rose but didn't rise far enough. But I agree with the Eagles right there, and the Bills are number two. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. All right, but here's what's tricky here. Dan always says they're not the power standings, they're the power rankings. The Dolphins beat the Bills, Steve. The Dolphins are number three behind the Yeah. Bills. See, and that's clearly where he's taking the injuries into, into account. <laughs> that's clearly where he's taking the injuries into account because Dan's probably looking when they're playing 
in Buffalo later this year to see if that's going to happen, see if that's going to even I'm, I'm getting in the mind of Dan Hance. You are taking me into dangerous territory right now as he's probably trying to find Ted Lasso. I'd rather go, I'd rather go there than, than get into Sessler's head. Well, yeah. Jeff? Yeah, I think Dan actually is Jim Henson, and he's got his hand up Steve's back, and he's kind of him like a Muppet like right now. Muppet. Because hey. what Steve wow. just said made no sense to me. I love the Bills. <laughs> the Bills are really banged up right now. <laughs> just really banged up right now. They can't be the second-best team in the league if you're that banged up. Uh, speaking of banged up, um, the Chargers what? are banged up. <laughs> they, they fell, Jeff, all the way down to 15. They fell eight spots without Slater, without Bosa, with Herbert banged up. I mean, that, that is a big drop. If you want to say 14 teams make the playoffs, the Chargers are now below the cut line. Well, look, I think the Chargers, yeah, I understand the injury issues here, and they are a concern for me right now. I've been very high on them with those injuries you mentioned and Justin Herbert being banged up. But it's hard for me to think that the Vikings – and the Titans are still better teams than the Chargers. Right? I don't know how the Titans got to be 12. The Chargers got to be 15. And so for me, I, again, I have trouble with this right now. Some of those guys will come back for the Chargers. They won't have Rashawn Slater. But, but again, it's that's pretty low for a team this talented. Yeah, you know, and and, and Jeff, you know, wait, Jim Henson, you know. Like, <laughs> quick, who's your favorite I, Muppet? I, my favorite Muppet, yeah. I guess Kermit. But, but look, this, waka waka waka. Yeah, but it's, I mean, but this is the thing right now where I think Dan, again, I'm getting to his head, probably looks at those Chargers injuries and says, okay, I see their record, I see their injuries, I'm going to put them behind a team like Tennessee that still has got a ways to go. You know, Tennessee at 12, I just saw them, they barely got by a Raiders team that is, is winless right now. Um, so I think, again, that's where Dan is trying to rationalize. Some things. I love playing Dan Hansis right now. I think he's trying to rationalize some things right here instead of just looking at the records and maybe the talent of the team. Okay, continue to play Dan Hansis and tell me about your Jaguars, Steve. You've been pounding the table for the Jaguars. They are up 10 to 18. Yeah, and aren't they 2 and 1? And aren't they leading the AFC South? I think they might beat the. I mean, I, I, I probably would have had them higher, but this is one where Dan's not trusting his eyes and he's trusting his gut, right? This is one where he's like, uh, their trap door's coming. It's the Jaguars. Talking about his gut. You know, I yeah. can't. Well, ooh, we won't go there. But it's a situation where again, it's like it's the Jaguars. I can't rank them too high until they show me something special. A couple more wins. Yeah, I think Dan's not trusting his gut. He's trusting his the whiskey in front of him. I didn't mean it to get here. like this. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm just saying he's not here. Turn. Yeah. We're gonna have some fun with this segment. We're gonna have some fun right. with this segment. So I would take the Jaguars. I like the Jaguars a lot. I think that win against the Chargers did more about the Jaguars being on the come up than it did about the Chargers being disappointing. Doug Peterson is doing a great job right now. Probably going to be in the. Coach of the Year conversation if they continue going the way they're going. The full rankings uh, rankings at NFL.com slash power rankings. Uh, Dan Hansus is back, I think, next week to explain. I I, I don't know. He can't get on Dan, a Zoom? Dan, he can't get on a Zoom call? It's not personal. I don't think. We just tried to, to figure out the rankings. They've That's got it. Wi-Fi and pubs in London. I know. He can get on this, you know. I know. As we continue to celebrate Latino Heritage Month here, we share the accomplishments of this guy, Broncos linebacker Nick Benito. Nick Benito, the 64th overall pick in the second round of the 2022 NFL Draft. Nick Benito, part of Latin Heritage Month here on NFL Network. Time for one more thing before we go with Jeff Chidia going first. Andrew, as a current resident of the Kansas City 
area, I'm going to defend the AFC East. They're taking way too much abuse. Yeah, they've been a little bit disappointing to start the year. It's still going to be the best division of football by the end of the season. The AFC West, we give it all the offseason hype here. So maybe it'll get there. Baldy, one more thing. Andrew, let me give you some shout-out. Rookie love to Texan safety second-round pick Jalen Petrie for the, the best rookie performance I've seen of any player so far the first three weeks. Two interceptions, fumble recovery, a sack, two tackle for losses, eight tackles, and oh, by the way, he has played all 235 snaps for the Texans so far this season. He looks good. I saw him in the preseason. Obviously, he lives in the backfield, that role he had at Baylor, more yep. of a star position guy. But he had the two picks, so don't think he can't drop yep. in coverage as well. Mike Giardi, one more thing. Do we have a quarterback controversy in Dallas? Just consider this. Cooper Rush is the first undrafted quarterback to win his first three starts, throw for over 750 yards since one Kurt Warner. Kurt went on to win the Super Bowl that season. Just just saying. Are you really, Mike, saying <laughs> that we have a quarterback? <laughs> The facts are the facts. Let's revisit next Let's week. The facts. Revisit ah, next yeah. week. Yes. I, you know, we're just facts. crazy. That's, all. That's I'm all. a facts guy. Give me the facts. NFL Now is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. What's up, y'all? Janice Torres here. And I'm Austin Hankwitz. We're the hosts of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories, a podcast presented by iHeartRadio's Ruby Studios and Intuit QuickBooks. Join us as we speak with small business owners about the tools they use to turn their ideas into success. From finding that initial spark of entrepreneurship to organizing payments and invoices, we've got you covered. So follow and listen to Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. You deserve to treat yourself. So turn your tax refund into a U-fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a new Samsung Galaxy A14 on them. You can get a great everyday value on wireless with Straight Talk's unlimited plan starting at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 41424 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount.